everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Agency Nation Radio. My name is Ryan Hanley. I'm your host, as always. And today we have a very special guest, uh, someone who I actually had to do quite a bit of prep for only because I wanted to make sure that I matched his caliber uh, coming into the conversation. Tyler Asher, the president of Safeco Insurance. Tyler, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, sir. Oh, it's great to be with you too, Ryan. Thank you very much for having me. So I want to get uh, kind of right into our conversation, um, and I want to use your Safeco's four big bets as a framework for our conversation today. Because I think it's, I, I love when um, when carriers kind of put out, and everyone's kind of got a mission statement or whatever. But but this is a this is a meaty four items that I think really focus on the future and and take a a, a forward stance into what. Uh, independent agents are dealing with every single day. I found the language refreshing, and, it, and it's all kind of contained in this study, which was the, the impetus of me reaching out to speak to you, your uh, Agent for the Future uh, study, which um, anyone who's listening on the podcast, you can go to agentforthefuture.com and check it out. I'll also have it linked up in the show notes uh, for this episode. Highly encourage everyone to go check this out. It's some really, really interesting information. Caught my attention immediately and uh, and is worth the read. So, um, so it's cool with you. My very first question would be, and uh, in, in, your, in your very first kind of big bet that you're making is agent first. So my question is, in, in this kind of buzzword heavy environment that we're in right now uh, in our industry around insure tech and the insurance technology revolution that stuff why agents why not screw agents and just go all in on on a uh, technology right like where does why does the agent still a big part of our future yeah, I mean, we think, you know, independent agents have a very unique value proposition across all channels. So for us, that's looking at kind of the marriage of ease of doing business, choice in terms of breadth of offering, and that trusted advice that we believe only an agent, independent agent can provide. So it's that unique combination that we believe, you know, best meets customers' needs. Um, we've been partnering with agents for a long time, so, you know, 94 years uh, and we have a simple understanding that we only win when agencies win. So for us, we're focused on how do we help agents collectively grow their business, understanding that that helps us along the way. Uh, but we're incredibly optimistic about the strength of the agency plant we see today. And a lot of our big bets center around how do we position ourselves for a platform for success for years to come. Uh, and this is the simple realization that as we enter a very dynamic market, you know, partnerships matter a lot. Uh, we believe partnership matters uh, more tomorrow than it even does today. And this is an important advantage that we think we bring to a fight with many new startups is the strength of relationships and partnerships we have with agents uh, across the country. So agents uh, matter in a big way today. We think it matters even more tomorrow. And from an agency perspective, you know, we hope agencies feel the same way, making sure that agents are partnering with carriers that are investing in our collective success, making sure that agents have partners they can rely on to fill needed gaps in capabilities or investments. So we think it's a two-way street, but we think partnership matters. That's an area we'll continue to invest in because it's a strength that we believe we collectively bring to, as I mentioned, you know, a challenging environment from what's happening. Do you think agents become more selective with the carriers that they work with uh, in the future as, um, as some carriers, uh, like, like Safeco has already shown, have stepped out front to, to really be, become that true partner uh, 
and, and, and even more in, a, in the very modern technology-driven sense. Um, do, you, do you think agencies from that may have traditionally held 20 or 25 uh, contracts start to pare that down into, into a more core group as, as, uh, as we move into the future? Yeah, I believe, you know, I, I believe agents will con- continue to look at their carrier set and make sure, again, that they've got those strategic partnerships. And there's a few reasons. One, you know, it's more time-consuming for agents to just keep track of all of those products and services to offer. Um, there's a lot of people coming through their door wanting to spend time. You know, every company's got, you know, marketing reps or territory managers. So that's a lot to manage. Uh, the second piece would just be how do they continue to make sure they've got partners that are investing in capabilities that maybe, you know, a small agency isn't able to invest in so they can best leverage that. You know, and maybe kind of the third reason that I'd say I'd see that happening is just agents over time, as we all collectively focus more on customer experience, you know, consistency matters. Um, and being able to provide the broad set of your clients a, a pretty consistent experience in terms of capabilities is super important. So there is going to be, I think, a distinction amongst the carrier sets in terms of those that are heavily investing in agents, those are heavy investing in technology, uh, in digital, uh, and those that maybe don't have the wherewithal to do so. Uh, and as that separation continues to happen, agents will have to be you know, mindful of who do we you know, hitch our uh, wagons to in terms of driving future success. So I absolutely believe over time it's smart for agents just to look at their portfolio and ensure they've got the right partners kind of in their stable, if you will, uh, to make sure that they're positioning themselves for that future success as well. Now, I know that you can't speak specifically for other carriers, but I get asked this question all the time, and and I don't always have a great answer to it. What do you think some of the factors are that may be holding back um, uh, your 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 colleagues in general? Obviously, not not taking anyone in specific, but but what are some of the challenges? Just so agents can maybe better understand why uh, why it, it it does seem like certain carriers tend to be laggards. Is it is it, is, do you think it's cultural? Do you think it's legacy technologies? That it, you know, I guess maybe just any insights that you have, um, you know, knowing that you, you can't speak specifically for, for any other carriers. Yeah, I mean, I think in, in personal lines in particular, I'd say, you know, scale matters in a, in a major way. So companies that are able to have enough scale and enough capacity to kind of out-invest other carriers in growth strategies, in growth technologies are the ones that, you know, we fundamentally believe over time are going to begin to separate themselves. So we do think, you know, financial strength, stability, scale matter in a big way in terms of making these commitments. You know, from a culture standpoint, you know, different organizations are trying to play in multiple channels, and so they have to kind of toe the line on do you go out and do you actively support one channel over another. You know, our position, obviously, we're part of Liberty Mutual broadly, but for Safeco, we're fully focused on independent agents and helping agents win, and that enables us to kind of have that voice external in the market. Uh, But again, it's really the strength of the overall organization that allows us to continue to invest in programs, technologies, products, uh, to position agents for future success. What do you think it is about um, just the last few years that have brought the whole idea of customer experience? You mentioned it before, but it feels like that that terminology, that thought process of thinking about the customer interaction is more than just a service and really an experience. What do you think the impetus of that yeah. is, and, and how do how do agents start to capture that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the impetus, there's probably a, a bunch of factors, but I mean, a couple that come to mind for me is, you know, over the last many years, you've seen kind of a slow evolution of this, but like there's just a lot more information available to consumers about insurance. Um, so there's this kind of transparency where they just have a lot of information. Um, because of that, they really are empowered to be more so in the driver's seat in terms of how they define the experience uh, that they want, how they want to shop, how they want to interact, how they want to service. Uh, and increasingly, the biggest change has been outside the industry, um, continuing to shape customer expectations of how easy it should be to do this or how easy it should be to do that. And certainly for customers being in the driver's seat and kind of having new expectations based on outside perspectives, they're applying those same expectations to insurance. So, you know, the good news for us in the IA channel is, you know, uh, customers overwhelmingly still choose to purchase uh, through a local independent agent, but certainly for simple service transactions, dynamics have definitely changed. And there's an expectation that customers are able to do that when they want kind of on demand, that it's super easy. Um, and so those expectations are kind of here and now. Um, and so I, I think that's important, you know, for agents to really realize that it's not a matter of have customer expectations or are they changing. It's a matter of, you know, they've kind of already shifted. And so how do not only do we catch up, but how do we get ourselves prepared to, to move forward? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, this is one of the areas that I see as a, as a major opportunity. Um, and I was actually talking to uh, an executive from a, from a different carrier, and he was talking to me a little bit about um, their call center and how he, he had been surprised how over the years agents hadn't taken on, uh, hadn't adopted the call center with more vigor, that, um, that it was, you know, great service and they traditionally had a very high retention rate and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, so I'm kind of interested – and your take in, in, in how do agents or, or what is the message to agents? Because I believe that the call centers, certainly that organizations like yourself and, and a few others have, are wonderful resources, especially after hours and, and some of the other features beyond yeah. just the human beings picking up the phone. So what is the message to agents that, that maybe haven't, ta- haven't taken advantage of the tools at their disposal um, if they are an appointed agent with, uh, with Safeco? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and it, it came through in the, in the research that you kind of had mentioned on the site, which is, you know, agents strategically need to think about where do they want to be over the next five years in terms of what's driving growth. And we see in the survey results that agents overwhelmingly say, hey, they want to pivot more towards activities that are generating growth activities that are focused on driving new leads, getting deeper uh, accounts with their clients. And so, you know, that strategic alignment is critical. And then this question of, okay, how do you enable that? What tools do you have at your disposal? And I think historically maybe we've thought, you know, we've thought about every interaction with a customer as an opportunity to build long-term loyalty. And what we're seeing now is if agents want to make that strategic pivot towards growth, we need to be a little bit more selective. You know, I mentioned some of those low-value kind of added transactions. I mean, the chance of an agent building long-term loyalty uh, over and sending new ID cards or, or taking payment is relatively small. And so that's where I believe carrier service centers, you know, Safeco's gold offering, uh, definitely in that mix as well, provide a valuable service to agents to let them begin uh, to shift towards those transactions that they believe can add value. So it's not about you know, technology or service centers taking the agent out of the service process. It's about allowing them uh, and enabling them to spend time on those activities that will ultimately drive growth that align to their strategy. So we think over time, 
whether it's whether it's call centers or whether it's leveraging online digital capabilities, that's going to be critical for agents to really meet what they're saying they want, which is kind of that pivoting towards growth, a little bit less time on servicing. I, I, I could not agree with you more. It, I, I can't, it's funny, in, in the same sentence, an, an agent will complain about having to, to do auto ID cards and then will complain, will, will then pivot that complaint into the technology uh, in, the, in some of these, you know, more um, front-end insure, tech-related companies that are, that are doing yeah. that same work. And it's like that, there was a day in time, I think, in our industry when the ability to produce an auto ID card in an efficient manner uh, by an independent agency was a value add to that consumer, but I, technology, at least from my own perspective, has reached a point where that the the where value hits the consumer, it's it's past that. That is an expectation and an almost instantaneous expectation, and anything less than that, which is which is you know kind of beyond what an agent can do today for the most part, unless they have adopted these digital technologies, it, it just yep. it's just not there. I couldn't agree more. And you know, and you'll see in the and you'll see in the survey results what was kind of the, one of the interesting findings was 60% of agents recognize the impact online and mobile will have on their agency by 2020. Uh, and then we turned that on its head and asked, how comfortable are you with customers using online and mobile capabilities? And only 40% are comfortable. So 60% aren't comfortable despite 60% recognizing how important it is. Um, so we think that dichotomy is one that we have to kind of wrestle with. And, and we, you know, really challenge agents to ask themselves, you know, what is their digital strategy, not just for bringing new clients on, but for servicing? And can they take advantage of the capabilities that carriers and others are putting in the market? market you know, really to help them meet customer expectations. And as mentioned, you know, it's shaped by outside industries' expectations, but they're also shaped from within insurance. And like direct riders are clearly leading today in digital adoption. Um, and that is something agents need to, you know, be very mindful of. So customers that we successfully take back into the agency channel, that's terrific. But those customers now have an expectation that those simple tasks they can do themselves. Um, and so if we're not meeting that, we put ourselves at a disadvantage in terms of trying to retain those customers and keep them in the channel long term. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm, now it's becoming a love fest, so I apologize. But it's like... Uh, that once they have a taste of what's possible, they can't go back to, or very rarely is someone going to um, be willing to go back the other direction and go more analog, right? It's, it's, it's not right. yeah. it, that there's just, it's never going to be, they're never going to get a taste of the digital and say, well, you know, really what I want is to have to drive down to your office during my lunch hour and get the hard copy of my auto ID cards. Like that's what I'm really looking right. for today is a, is a 45 minute out of the way uh, Aaron run. So, um, you, you talked a little bit about some of the new technologies just from, just from where you sit on a day-to-day -day basis. What are some of the new technologies that have, that have come out in the market, um, you know, over the last say three to five years that you think have the opportunity to, um, help, you know, I, a lot of the focus in, in the trade journals is on the disruptors and I, I don't necessarily want to talk about them right this second, but, um, what are some of the technologies that you're seeing that you think agents could really grab onto and could, could help propel them into that space? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, like technology-wise, some of it's not even new technology. I mentioned online account management and mobile. You know, those are still areas the channel lags significantly behind direct riders. I'd probably put, you know, it's hard to guess industry numbers, but based on our own data, 
you know, maybe we're at like a third of customers that are actively using that on a routine basis. If you look at direct channels, that's probably closer to 60%. And if you look more broadly at financial services, it's probably closer to 80 to 90. So even in kind of some of the existing technologies, we have a long way to go to meet expectations for customers. You know, in terms of new technology, you know, there's a lot happening that's interesting. Like I think one that um, certainly the research hit on a little bit um, that speaks to the future is telematics. And telematics aren't brand new. You know, UBI has been around for a while, um, but now there's a lot more happening in the space. What was interesting for me in the survey results was, you know, we still have about only 41%, I think, of agents uh, that are very comfortable with that technology. Um, and that, again, when we compare it to direct channels, that number is significantly higher. And so there's kind of a question on how much is it consumer um, angst versus is it agent angst in terms of how will this work? Does it fit with my selling process with all of the carriers that I have? Um, the benefits from our standpoint are pretty clear. You know, with our Safeco Right Track program, uh, we see higher customer attention. We see customers are saving money. They generally have better loss performance. The satisfaction with us and the agency is higher. And so those benefits, you know, are hard to ignore. So my hope over time with technology is that agents embrace what's available to us. There's going to be lots of variants of telematics. You've probably seen in the market a number of startups on pay, you know, pay per mile or pay as you go. Um, that's just a different you know, use for that same technology. So if agents can get past the products that we have leveraging it, it will make it much easier for us to adapt uh, as we move forward. Um, you know, more broadly, we think long-term, you know, smart home is an emerging space. It's, you know, heavily fragmented. You probably track it very closely. Uh, we think there's probably lots of future applications. You know, right now they're not super clear, um, but it's an area that, you know, we track and we continue to invest in. Autonomous vehicles obviously makes the headlines all the time, uh, and we do, we're pretty active in that space as well with, you know, partners with a number of OEMs. We have some research institution partnerships, um, some innovation lab work, all trying to understand what is the impact over time, how do we think about the impacts to our business, the impacts to our partners, and how do we combat that? So there's a lot of interesting things happen in technology. You know, I think digital by itself isn't like a specific technology, but you've seen it in the startups. I mean, a lot of them are just focused on how do we take a customer experience and make it a whole lot better with a slick digital, you know, interface. Um, so that's important for us, too, just to keep track of what's the digital landscape, you know, how can agents, you know, invest to meet those kind of expectations, and how can carriers, you know, invest to help agents uh, do that as well. So, yeah, it's a super dynamic market. It's exciting. I, I always tell people when I first joined the industry 18 years ago, I used to complain about how slow it moved, uh, and it's certainly hard to make that case today. Yeah, it, it really it's it's it is wild how fast the pace of change has picked up in 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 really the last twenty four thirty six months. Even uh, it just feels yeah. like um, every day these players who half a decade or even a decade ago would have been considered sluggish today are doing things and, and the agency force can't even keep up. And, and even as a, a non-selling agent, just a, a talking head in the space is tough for, for myself to keep up sometimes, which is, which is fun and, and exciting. Um, yeah. You know, the thing with telematics too, that I find very interesting is uh, I, I've talked to some of the smart home, smart home folks, uh, certainly know about the UBIs and stuff like that. And um, it, I'd almost, when I think about it, it, I almost think about it from the perspective of these devices can, 
could eventually allow independent agents to become frontline underwriters again, right? Like that's something over the last, say, two decades that the, the independent agency force has given up to a certain extent. And yeah. um, I know some people would probably be agitated that I said that. But um, but the by by providing clients with certain telematics-related devices, just as a broad sweeping statement, um, it almost it allows them to go back to being those frontline underwriters and providing that data to, to their carrier partners that allow them to make better decisions on how to properly underwrite that home, cross-sell, upsell, provide better coverage in general, uh, find gaps in coverage. I mean, to me, it's like a whole new tool set that serves a purpose that agents had 50 years ago, which is crazy. It's yeah. almost it's exciting really couldn't agree more um so you know i uh the last thing that i that i really want to talk about and and we've we've hit all four in a general sense which which being uh agent first customer centric uh deeply digital and uh innovation always um uh, i guess there's two more questions so so one um this would be more from just a a high level underwriting perspective i'd love to just get your thoughts on on uh, how how you guys are adapting to um, things like ride sharing and and other uh, we'll call them newish exposures to the market that that some of these new uh, technologies and companies have presented. Uh, how, how are you, are you guys? I, I don't think innovation in terms of this is directly related to underwriting, but I'm just interested in in how you guys are thinking about it and and uh, the challenges that you face in trying to and trying to provide coverage for these new types of risks. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're super focused on making sure kind of all of our partners have a broad, you know, competitive product set, but that includes making sure that we come up with, you know, new solutions to those, you know, emerging trends that you mentioned. Um, you know, we're, so we're active in both. So um, today for ride sharing, we have, you know, we're piloting in 13 states, you know, a critical kind of an, an endorsement to cover that critical coverage period where drivers don't have coverage. So, you know, the app's turned on, but they don't yet have a, 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 a rider selected or on their way to pick up. And so um, how do we provide our existing Safeco policyholders that may be engaging in those activities, you know, the coverage they need to succeed? So it's interesting. So, you know, we're piling 13 states. We're getting some good learnings. Uh, so far, we feel pretty good about the program. Um, what's interesting, too, is, you know, it, it does make um, agents have to change the way they ask questions. And it kind of pivots them a little bit on their traditional risk interview guidelines. So they actually have to ask the question, are you or do you plan to engage in these activities? So there's a little bit of adoption kind of on both sides. So we, we're trying to put solutions in market, but agents, too, have to think about these and say, okay, how do I, back to your point about frontline underwriting, like how do I really begin to ask questions in a way that teases out these potential coverage gaps? And so that's been a great learning for us. I'd say in the in the home sharing space, again, we're active. In this case, we're, we're piloting something currently on, on the Liberty brand for consumers um, organization. We kind of share innovation that way. We try to test in one place or the other, and if something works, we scale it. Um, and home sharing is definitely something we're interested in, definitely something that we plan uh, to bring out in 2018 uh, to agents, again, in pilot form, just to see how it goes, to understand it. But absolutely critical for us. Uh, to continue to find solutions as they emerge so agents have tools in the toolkit uh, to respond to those customer needs. Great. So last question, um, question on the mind of a, a lot of, I'd say, agency owners who look at their business and and say, and, and, and it's the talent question. So again, from, from where you sit, um, 
you know, how do we solve the the talent gap? How do we? Uh, I had a, a guest on a couple episodes ago. We were we were talking about bringing the sexy back to insurance. How how do we start to engage the the millennials um, into this industry? Um, it, it it feels like you know this is this is like the original lifestyle business, right? I mean, the, people people are living yeah. lifestyles in this business that if that if they knew they would never. They would never go work for Mass Mutual and sell life insurance policies. Um, you know, it, this is there's there's such a great opportunity. Yet, as an industry, we do struggle. You know, again, broad sweeping stroke, um, struggle to attract the the talent in in these younger generations. You know, where where's your mind on that? What are things that that agency owners need to be doing, or just the industry as a whole? How do how do we start to bring these people in and uh, and get them involved? Because it seems like once you're involved, everyone has their like. I didn't plan on being insurance, but I kind of got in, and then I loved it and got stuck. And uh, so, how do we start sticking more people in in this industry? How do how do we get more people exposed? Yeah, it is amazing how many of us have those stories about how we fell into insurance and then grew to love it. Um, no, I mean, I, so I think you know the good news, and actually one of the surprises of the research was. Um, agencies are, you know, successfully attracting and hire millennials. So in the survey, you know, we saw about half the agents uh, that we surveyed that hired new producers, uh, support staff over the last two years, you know, 60% of those uh, were filled by millennials. Um, so agents are beginning to understand the need in terms of bringing in new talent. Uh, it's great to see, you know, half of the agencies investing in bringing in new staff, period, but it's great to see that they're filling those with millennials. Um, so we definitely uh, were encouraged by that, uh, and and to you know keep it going. You know, my advice to to agents would be a few things. You know, one, you know, embrace technology. Um, we think you know a robust kind of digital strategy and making sure your office is modern and current is going to matter to millennials. I mean, certainly workplace environment is a deciding factor for people in terms of where they work. It's increasingly important for millennials. Um, so we think technology plays a big role. The second is just having kind of that growth mindset. Um, So for agents that are strategically focused on growth, for agents that are willing to invest in trying new things, they're willing to evolve, uh, they're willing to test and learn, um, that gets people excited. And once they're part of that, you know, to your your point earlier, I think people stay, they realize that we have a noble profession, uh, that we're doing something that helps people, um, and they get really energized by that. So, you know, for agencies that maybe aren't focused on adding producers, I'd say definitely think about investing in your businesses for those that maybe aren't modern. I mean, those are some critical investments to make. But then on the people side, it's how do you motivate, how do you captivate the imagination of not only your existing team, but prospective, you know, employees about what you're trying to do. Um, And having that growth mindset, looking for new sources of value is absolutely critical. Tyler, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Hey, this has been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to to just share your thoughts and perspective. Um, I know you're I know you're a busy guy, but it, it means a lot to to the Agency Nation uh, radio listeners and and just the independent agency force in general that that you would take some time out of your day and and just uh, and share some perspectives. It's it's very very cool. I I enjoyed the conversation. I'm. We're in like a hundred percent alignment on on so many of these topics, and I could tell that as soon as I saw this report. So, so thank you for uh, for all you're doing, man. It, it really means a lot to us to us down here on the streets. Perfect, and uh, thank you, one, for having me. It's been uh, great to spend some time with you, and uh, thank you for the work that uh, you're doing for agents across the country. Thank you. So, guys, make sure that you get this report. Go to agentforthefuture.com. Agent 
for for forthefuture.com. Pick up this report. Check out all the results. It's really eye-opening stuff. I think there's some some really interesting trends that are happening in the marketplace that you can take advantage of. Um, and uh, and make sure that you, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to this show so you get more great guests like Tyler. Tyler, again, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thanks, man. We're going to get out of here. Thank you.